Te presentamos a la familia Rubio. Ellos hacen todo en familia. Rompecabezas, viajes a Walmart, ejercicios, cocinamos, todo. Y cuando supieron que la farmacia de Walmart tiene vacunas para todas las edades, desde HPV hasta neumonía, pues nos fuimos en familia a vacunarnos. Y de una vez hicimos nuestras compras. Like, obvio, Abu. <risas> Protege a tu familia con vacunas para todos. Haz una cita hoy con los farmacéuticos expertos de Walmart Pharmacy. Bienvenido a una farmacia más simple. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Sujetas a disponibilidad y ley estatal aplicable. Se aplican restricciones según la edad. Pregúntale a tu farmacéutico por detalles. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello and welcome back to Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mark Etheridge. We are continuing our series of SEC team previews. We're going to preview all 14 teams as we lead up to opening day. And today we're going to talk about the Ole Miss Rebels, which are... Coming off a tough season, the, the Magnolia State curse strikes again. Back-to-back uh, -back years, a team wins a national title, the first in program history, and then stumbles the very next year. So we will get into that and our feelings on uh, the likelihood of a bounce-back season for Ole Miss in 2024. Mm -hmm. But before we jump into that, I have to let you know that this episode of Highway to Hoover and every episode of Highway to Hoover is brought to you by Pitch Logic. The system used by players, coaches, scouts, and instructors at all levels of play from youth leagues to the big leagues. The easy to use and affordable technology makes the platform accessible to every player at every level. All the metrics and features used at the highest level. See pitchlogic.com for more information. All right. So I think there's a logical place to start here, Mark, as, as we get into Ole Miss, which I'll rattle off the record, 25 and 29 last year, six and 24 in the league. Things really got away from them last year in SEC play, but I think it makes sense for us to lead off by talking about uh, Xavier Rivas. Yeah. And, you know, normally just to give listeners a peek behind the curtain, Mark and I will record a handful of team preview episodes in a row in a given day and put them in the can. So we very rarely get to react to relatively new news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and by the time you listen to this, it, it won't be that new a piece of news, but Um, it just doesn't normally work out where we actually can insert something recent into them. But we did recently get the news that Xavier Rivas, who, you know, frankly, was in a lot of ways Ole Miss's steadiest starting pitcher last season, Absolutely. given the given the injuries and the inconsistency we saw from the freshmen they put out there, um, is gone for the season with uh, Tommy John. So he will not be a part of the club in 2024. So, Mark, your, your reaction to that and, and what you think it means? Just brutal. I mean, after losing, you know, you lost Josh Mallets last year, the closer, and then you lost Hunter Elliott, the, you know, your Friday starter. Um, and I don't know that Ole Miss really ever recovered from that. I mean, you, you insert those two guys in the lineup, it's a much different team, right, from a pitching standpoint. So as soon as we hear the news, just like, oh, gosh, here we go again, right, with this – This bad luck, this you're losing a, a key guy. The difference is, and we hope it's a difference if we're, you know, if you're if you're wearing, you know, rebel gear, is that there are other pitchers 
that you brought on who could step into that role and, and you aren't as quote um, stretching for a weekend starter like when Elliot went out. I do think that, you know, with JT Quinn, he could be, he could, uh, for all indications are he has been electric and he's going to be that next guy, right? Then, you know, Grayson Sonia has been, you know, last year, a lot of us thought he might be one of the best freshmen in the country and he was okay. He had his moments, but he, he, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't quite ready. To, to step into an SEC weekend rotation and flourish. Well, here he is. So there's two spots, and then you're wondering, okay, well, now without Rebos, who you felt pretty good about after the way he pitched last year, what, you know, how's that third spot going to shake out? Well, you have several different options. Uh, one of the, probably the most, buzzy option right now is Wes Mendez, who was a freshman lefty who really had a great fall. And a lot of people feel like he was just going to, he was going to challenge for a starting spot anyway. And now there's, there's an opening that potentially he could step into, but he, but, but he's certainly not alone. I mean, Liam Doyle, the coastal Carolina transfer is another candidate, hard thrower, a guy who, who could come in and do it. And also Kyler Carmack, who's another guy who hard throwing guy who, who had a pretty good fall and he's right there in that mix. And you have to think one of those three is going to have to elevate and, and, and pitch, you know, pitch at a level Rivas would have pitched at in order for Ole Miss to get to where they want to go. Cause now you're not only trying to, to pitch well enough to be one of the top three starters, but you're also trying to pitch well enough to elevate your team to to a higher higher place in the SEC, which is, as we know, is really unforgiving. So that to me is is has become you know that Ole Miss has a lot of questions with 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 different transfers coming in and what's the lineup going to look like and all that good, good kind of stuff. But after losing Rios, I mean, this becomes you know the the big flashing marquee of what we want to see is as February is here and and now you know the season will start in a couple of weeks and, and we'll be able to find out some of these questions uh, answers to these questions yeah I think it's you mentioned the depth of, of options there and I, and I like them too and by the way Kyler Carmack if you're a sucker like me for a change up who boy are you in for a treat um it's a it's a fun little change up but so I, I do like the depth of options they have available, barring another slate of injuries, which of course you can never predict. Like they're 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 gonna have a lot of good options, but I think it really does come down to how ready are Quinn and Sonye to to mm-hmm. be, you know, one and two or in, in some order, right? Right. Because those guys are the the high-end talents, those guys were the, the big name freshmen last year. Um, and ultimately not just for the 2024 season, but ultimately, especially in the SEC, your program development, a lot of it hinges on, can you bring in stud freshman pitchers and develop them to be ideally multi-year high-end SEC starters, right? I mean, that's, if you want to boil it down to one thing that gets you success in the SEC, that's it, you know, Um, because it's just not easy to do. If it were easy to do, everybody would have those guys, right? So that to me is is bullet point number number one there. 
you mentioned some of the, you know, they get Josh Mallets back from injury. That's mm-hmm. huge. Mason Nichols was okay last year, but you know, he's a team USA guy two years ago. And, yeah. you know, so can, can he kind of bounce back to, to form um, and, and be a, a trustworthy piece there? I think that's going to also be, be an important piece of the puzzle. Um, in the, in the lineup, to me, it's how, how do these transfers take, right? I mean, there's, we talk a lot about the pitching because for Ole Miss last year, that was where a lot of the struggle is, but this, this is a lineup that's turning over quite, quite a bit. I mean, you don't really have, you have Ethan Groff back, mm-hmm. but outside of that, we're, we're looking at basically a new lineup and you look at the transfers they brought in last year. Groff was one, Anthony Calarco was another, and they were, they were okay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had good moments. They had their struggles. Does this transfer class offensively fare better? And are they more consistent from beginning to end? They're looking at, you know, Jackson Ross as, as, as the first baseman, Andrew Fisher, a, a Duke transfer as a third baseman, Trayson Hughes in the outfield from, from Mercer, uh, mm-hmm. Luke Hill from Arizona State at shortstop. Now, I like those guys all individually more than I liked, you know, Groff and Calarco just on an individual level. So from that standpoint, it, it looks on paper like they'll be all right. But I mean, you know, Mark, how this goes. And I think the listeners understand that sometimes you just don't know what transfers. You can feel pretty good about it, but sometimes guys just don't, just don't take the way you yeah. thought they were going to. So that that's going to be a factor here. But to me, that's, that's really what it, what it boils down to is do those transfers take There are some players who have been in the program that I think, you know, could be catalysts as well and, and could be a big part of it. I think one is, is Judd Udermark who, Mm-hmm. has battled injuries so that's been a part of it but like he's super toolsy super athletic super physical everything you'd want but can you keep him healthy can he be an everyday guy in the lineup is is a big question then you've got you know a fresh couple of freshmen in Campbell Smithwick behind the plate mm-hmm. who looks the part of you know can you basically do what Hayden Dunhurst did which is step on mm-hmm. campus and immediately be the guy behind the yeah. plate that is really hard to do as a freshman not just from a skill standpoint but from a can you do it physically standpoint, because crouching behind the plate 150 times a game for 56 games plus the postseason is not an easy thing to do as an 18 year old, right? 18, 19 year old. So, and then, and then Braden Randall in, in the infield, you know, is he ready to be, can, can he be a, it's a high bar to clear, but can he be what Florida had in Cade Curlin last year at second uh-huh. base, a guy who's immediately just a part of the lineup and is, and is a big time catalyst. So, you know, last year, last year we felt pretty good about Ole Miss's offense um, and had some questions on the pitching staff, especially after the injury bug bit the way it did. This year, it it feels like it should be the opposite, right? Where oh, a lot of turnover in the lineup, not really sure what to expect there fully. But hey, mm-hmm. we've got all these pitchers back. Well, the variable, of course, is that, well, the pitchers that are coming back weren't very good last year. At least they weren't consistent last year. And so that puts a little bit a little bit of a different wrinkle in this in this whole thing but to me that's that's the way it on paper should look is that hey if these pitchers pitch up to their their uh, uh, potential mm-hmm. there's a, there's a chance this is a high end pitching staff and that'll give the lineup some time to kind of shake out and figure out who they are but but they're going to have to live up to that because if 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 it's a repeat of last year on the mound it's it's just going to be um kind of the same struggle over and over again right Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Well, I guess where I want to go with this is last year you had three all-SEC type guys, right, in the lineup with, you know, Gonzalez, with Alderman, with Harris. I mean, there were three guys anybody wanted, right? And still the offense wasn't that good. So the, the question I have is, okay, you've reloaded, you brought in a lot of guys through the portal. I mean, Luke Hill was you know, from from what we've heard, was he was the best hitter on the team uh, during the fall. He's a shortstop, uh, Arizona State transfer. Could I mean he could be the you know the catalyst that that makes everything work. Uh, you have Jackson Ross, uh, first baseman, FAU transfer. I mean, just a, a a guy who a lot of people wanted and could be a that middle of the order slugger that that everyone covets. Um, I guess the other one to point out would be Trayson Hughes, the the Mercer transfer, another an, another player a lot of people wanted, and Ole Miss got him, and now he's going to come in and get an opportunity at you know in the SEC like we've talked about before, you know you're, you're flourishing at the mid major level, you can stay where you are, you're going to get a chance to play pro ball, uh, scouts find you, but um, would you like to? to try your try your hand in the SEC and see how you stack up with the you know with with the elite pitching and the great ballparks and atmospheres and all that and then that's where we where we are with some of these Ole Miss guys coming in and and seeing if they can elevate a team that won it all a couple years ago and now is trying to rebuild and it's kind of an interesting dynamic right when when you're looking at such a new lineup for an established, you know, winning program. So I, I think those for me are the keys. If if they're able to elevate and be, um, it's hard to be better than those three players from last year were, but they need to be able to to be uh, to have their production uh, lead to more uh, more wins than, than than their predecessors did. And if they pitch better, then that's an easier task. And, and I think, you know, those obviously go hand in hand. But I, for me, that's that's the key for Ole Miss is, is having that fearsome middle of the order and maybe lengthen that order a little bit. The Leges and, the, um, you know, who else is going to be in there? Randall Fisher, Andrew Fisher. We hadn't talked about him from Duke, uh, the third baseman uh, transfer. You know, just lengthen that lineup a little more. So that you know, you, you, when when those top of the guys, you know, middle of the order guys, they get on, that it just continues to, you know, to to rotate through the lineup. And I think that's going to be the key is lengthening those innings, lengthening those leads, expanding leads, doing those things that that maybe they didn't do enough of last year. And and to do that, you know, you you have to have the dudes. And and I think. 
they feel good about them. I mean, you mentioned Smithwick, freshman catcher, has a chance to be the you know the the next great SEC, you know, three year starter at catcher who goes on and does marvel marvelous things, right? So he he has all the tools. And question is, you know, there've been a, a few through the years who've come in and look like can't misses who missed. And he wants to avoid that desperately. So, um, so, so that's what we'll we'll be watching to see: is he ready to play as a freshman? And and probably more importantly, um, is he in a position where he doesn't have to be the guy, right? Because these other guy, these his his teammates have have stepped up, so that he can kind of ease into it and and move at his at, at the appropriate pace. And and I think that's that's going to be important, not just for for him, but some of these other. Uh, some of these other guys who may not, you know, who 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 you'd like, who'd love it if they come in and excel as freshmen, but you'd really not, <laughs> you really don't want them to 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 have to be a uh, be carrying the the, the whole uh, program on their shoulders uh, right away. One thing that'll be key about you know having those transfers be in the middle of the order and, and be ready to go and having some of the, the, you know, a guy like Ethan Groff come in and, and take another mm-hmm. step and be a little more consistent is that I think there's an opportunity for Ole Miss to have some, some role players who could be really nice role players, but their lineup will be at its best when those guys are just allowed to be role players. I think yeah. back to the 2022 team when, you know, you had, you know, Ben Van Cleve as a guy who didn't, didn't start very much, but played a role there and got, got some big hits and, um, you know, Hayden Leatherwood played a little more um, th- than, say, Ben Van Cleve, but also mm-hmm. got a lot of big hits. And I think about a guy like Ethan Leger, who is slated to be an everyday starter, but let's face it, ultimately, like barring a huge jump from him, he's a guy that, hey, if you let him hit at the bottom of the order, he's got a, a year of experience under his belt. You know, that that's a nice bottom of the order piece. Or Braden Randall, can you can you create a situation where there's not a lot of pressure on him to be offensive right off the bat? Let's mm-hmm. say Judd Utermark is not ready to be an everyday guy, whether it's performance-wise, injury-wise, whatever. Can you find a good role for him just kind of in between opportunities? Yeah, Reagan, like Alderman Reagan. did, right? Because he right. was a guy yeah. who just continued to, to rise up during the 2022 year. And at the end of the year, he was, he was really freaking good. But, you yeah. know, he, he was able to develop at his own pace. And I think a guy like Utermark, who's, who's so talented, but maybe isn't as polished as you'd like at this point, there's some parallels there that, that he's yeah. able to to develop at his own pace and, and not have to carry the load. But yeah. Reagan Burford, another guy like that, yeah. Will Furness, you know, like mm-hmm. those are all guys that I think give this position player group good depth. But if those, if the transfers they brought in who they need to be middle of the order guys aren't that it will put more pressure on those guys that I think are probably better off being role players. And it's, it's kind of a redux of what you had on the mound last year, which is like, mm-hmm. You know, Xavier Rivas would have been a really nice Sunday guy. Yeah. But he got put in a position where he kind of needed to be the Friday guy, you know, and, and that it happened in the bullpen too, where they were some guys were getting overexposed, right? Jack Doherty had to go back to the rotation at certain points because they just needed somebody. And so he he was in a role that wasn't best for him. So he, you know, if, if the lineup turns out like they would like it to, I think you can avoid that situation and, and keep role players, role players, and you could have a lineup I think that could be pretty doggone good. But of course, in a, in a conference full of them, we will have to see where it ultimately 
ends up stacking up. That is going to do it for this edition of Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. If you're an Ole Miss fan who parachuted in for this one episode, we appreciate you listening, but we would also urge you to stick around and listen to the rest of this series previewing all 14 SEC teams for the 2024 season and also go back to the ones we recorded before this Ole Miss episode dropped. Uh, Leave us a five-star review, a rating, whatever it is you do on whatever podcast app you use to listen to us. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Speaking of which, we also greatly appreciate PitchLogic for sponsoring this and every episode of Highway to Hoover. And I appreciate you, Mark, for joining me as always. We will talk to you all soon. The Highway to Hoover podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.